0: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to episode number 290 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 3 today, and our focus is on what does it mean to be born again? How can I be born again? And you know what? This is such an important topic. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. The Pharisees, Jesus's greatest enemies, right? Well, sort of. The Pharisees did indeed oppose Jesus quite frequently, but the Pharisees weren't the enemies of God. All of the time in the New Testament. In the book of Acts, for instance, a group of Pharisees defend Paul when he's brought before the council. Because the Pharisees believed in angels, spirits, and resurrection. And Paul believed in that also. As well, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, many Pharisees actually believed the teaching of the apostles and became Christians. Even during Jesus' time. There were at least some Pharisees that had a eh, somewhat positive view towards him, including a group that obviously didn't want to see Jesus killed, which Luke tells us about in Luke chapter 13, verse 31, which says, At that time, some Pharisees came and told him, Go, get out of here. Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, You go tell that fox, Look, I'm driving out demons and performing healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will complete my work. So I guess good on them for warning Jesus, right? And today we have probably the most famous example of a Pharisee having a good interaction with Jesus in Nicodemus, who does come to Jesus at night, probably so he won't be seen talking to him. And notice what Nicodemus says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Well, he says, we know you are a teacher from God. Well, that means obviously other Pharisees believe too. And Jesus seizing the opportunity tells Nicodemus something incredibly important. He and we (laughs) must be born again. Well, let's read the exchange. John 3, verse three, Jesus replied, truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked him. Can he re-enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. Well, look, Nicodemus has the reaction I probably would have. What in the world does it mean to be born again? Like, go get back into your mom and come out again? That's what it seems like Jesus means, if he was speaking literally. And of course, he wasn't. Jesus didn't speak literally all the time. In fact, I don't even know if he spoke literally most of the time. The trouble is, now, we kind of think we know what Jesus meant by that expression. We think he simply means, oh, Nicodemus, you must become Christians. But... Actually, Jesus is saying something a good bit deeper than that when he says the phrase born again. Let's tag in Pastor Tim Keller to help us understand. Pastor Keller says, you can't just say, oh, born again, I know what that means. No, you may not. You know what it has come to mean, but you don't know what Jesus originally meant by it. If you're going to understand what he originally meant by the expression, you have to not only get into the metaphor of it, but you have to take a look and see who he said it to. Let's think about who Nicodemus was. He was a ruler of the Sanhedrin. He was an older man, a religious leader, highly successful. First of all, he was extremely educated, probably somebody we would call a professor. Second, he was successful, very pulled together, and not in any way a broken man. But most interesting of all... He would have been incredibly moral and exceedingly religious. He would have been a person who, as a Pharisee, was living under hundreds of moral rules and therefore was about as moral as a person could be. Now, you may be saying, yeah, I know all about the Pharisees. They were nasty, bigoted people. Not all of them were, and not this one. When Jesus Christ chose a highly adjusted kind, generous, pulled together and successful man, a man who was perfectly happy and pulled together, not broken, everything about his life was probably fine, and says, you must be born again. Do you know what that means? That means we all have to be born again. There's nobody that can be left out. It's not just for people who need to get religious. Religious and irreligious people need to be born again. Remember, Nicodemus was already a religious person. It's not also just for broken people who are messed up. No, extremely happy, well-adjusted, successful, everything's going good in your life, people like Nicodemus and broken people. We all must be born again. Jesus' choosing of Nicodemus and saying, you must be born again, answers the question, who is the new birth for? And the answer is everybody. That's the reason why, earlier in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, we read, To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God as many as received him, as many as believed in Jesus Christ were born again, born of God. It's not like here are the Christians and then there are those born again types that are particularly broken or emotional or in need of moral structure. No, to believe in Christ is to be born again. You have to be born again to believe in Christ. There's no Multiple types of Christianity, like a born again type of Christianity and then everybody else. That's not what John 1, 12 and 13 says. That's not what the Bible says. You, me, all of us, it doesn't matter. We all need to be born again. When Jesus Christ looks at Nicodemus and in verse three says you have to be born again, he's saying you have to start all over if you're going to become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Nothing you've done up to this point counts. You have to start all over no matter who you are if you wanted to get into the eternal kingdom of god you have to be born again it doesn't matter whether you're a good person or a bad person you need to be born again this is radical spiritual equality everybody's the same before god the second thing being born again means is all about death and resurrection think of the implications of being born again to be born again means a rebirth rebirth happens after death Something has to die for it to be reborn, and therefore Jesus' salvation is not about moving from strength to strength. Jesus' salvation only happens through death. That death is death to the self, death to the self-sufficiency, to the ego, to pride, and death to the thing which is ruining everybody's life and ruining the world, death to sin. When my children were born, says Keller, they weren't born by their own effort. They were born by someone else's effort. Even in modern times, the birthing process is kind of horrendous and difficult on the mom. And what Jesus Christ is saying is that when you must be born again, your salvation, your connection to God, has to be a birth. He's saying it's not of your works. It's not of your effort. It's by the blood, by the labor and by the pain of someone else. That's how birth works. In those days, every time a woman gave birth, there was far more pain, there was far more suffering, and there was far more danger. Every time a child was brought into the world, a woman's life teetered on the edge of leaving this world. It was always touch and go. Many, many times, far more than now, children got new life through the death of their mother. And that's what Jesus is saying. There is absolutely no way for you to get this kind of grace unless it's by the pain, the labor, the suffering, and the blood of another. And Jesus is that other. So how are you born again? You're not born again by your effort or your works or your goodness, but by the effort, works, goodness, and sacrifice of another, of Jesus Look to Jesus and believe, following him wholeheartedly and believing by faith in faith that he died to pay the price for your sins. And then he rose from the dead to open up eternal life in heaven for all who believe on him and follow him. Now you say, well, how is that going to rebirth me? Again, it's not your effort that does the rebirthing. It's faith that brings you into that relationship with Jesus. But he does the rebirthing. He does the born again. It will be a rebirth, a new beginning, death to the old, eternal, uh, death to the old and eternal life to the new. Being born again isn't simply a metaphorical way of referring to being a Christian. Being born again is rather an explanation, an incredibly deep explanation of what it actually means to be saved and rescued and fitted for eternal life by Jesus. Let's read our chapter. John chapter 3, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him, Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? And Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment, the light is come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed, but anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside, where he spent time with them and baptized. John was also baptizing in Anan near Salim, because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptized since John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then a dispute arose between John's disciples and a Jew about purification, so they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who is with you across the Jordan is baptizing and everyone is going to him. John responded, No one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from earth is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, and yet no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that God is true. For the one whom God sent speaks God's word, since he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him." Amen. Well, friends, let's close out with our Bible memory passage for the month of October and say it together. It's 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Well, let's show the love of God to each other into a needy and lost world today. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.